Welcome to Bring On Reviews Podcast, where if you want to review it, I'm your host, DC. I'm joined today by Moss. How's it going, everyone? And in this podcast, we're going to review a bunch of things from movie news, TV show stuff, and some comic book stuff also. This is the 11th episode titled Mighty Mighty Expos. So, um, first thing up and thumbs up, thumbs down is the Martian trailer. I'll let you go first, Moss. Well, uh, I'm not one for these films that have open to interpretation experiences on space and uh they've they've all been very good and very different but this one i think i'm definitely gonna go see it and be all about it uh it looks amazing i mean it's matt damon doing his thing he he's part of a uh, a group that goes to mars does on a mission and they run into an emergency storm they have to leave leave matt damon behind and he has to try to make it four years until any type of contact can make it to him, let alone they don't even know if he's there or not. So that alone is terrifying. But he's trying to make it work and survive. So it looks very, very promising. I give it two thumbs up. It looked so exciting. It had me very, very nervous. So how do you, how do you like it, D? Um, I like it a lot. I give this a thumbs up also. You mentioned a whole lot of things that I will mention also. Um, Matt Damon, definitely for the win, definitely. <laughs> He's a, yeah. a comedic genius when it came to this movie. Um, there's a whole lot of lines we put in there. The whole Neil Armstrong joke was hilarious. Um, the whole him figuring out how to actually survive for... Um, four years on this um, on this planet, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna have to science this out real quick." It kind of made yeah. me laugh, also. <laughs> so you know, there's yeah, a it's... whole lot of points there. Um, great cast. There's a whole lot of folks in this movie, uh, from Jessica Chastain um, to Jeff Daniels, I believe, to um, Chiwetel Ejiofor, to whole whole lot of other folks. It's a lot of people in this movie, and it just looks like it's gonna be awesome. And just Travis seeing... Gambino, also known as yeah, uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, he'll be in there too. But I'm not sure how big his role will be. It was nice to see him, but I was like, oh, okay. It, it was a nice. Did a quick cameo. I was like, oh, there goes Donald Glover. Wait a minute. <laughs> What's he doing there looking all shocked? Yeah, ho- hopefully he does something great and not just just there to be there. Hopefully. But who, who knows? But so far, this trailer looks amazing. Um, I can't wait to see it in movie theaters. I'll probably go see this in IMAX because it looks like it's it'll be an amazing thing to watch on the big screen. So, um... I this is definitely a movie I just hope that my favorite astrophysicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson, doesn't go on a tirade tearing this movie apart, being inaccurate. So here's to hoping that they do it justice and they do they do space well, because the more accurate it is, the more of a special feeling that you can get from this movie and, and the more engaging it is. I mean, it looks very promising. And I think from seeing what I saw, Matt Damon, it my, my demon just took it to another level. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, I should. Um, which leads us to uh, Hunger Games Mark and Jade Part 2 um, trailer. I will give this one a thumbs middle. Um, it didn't really do too much for me. But, but that being said, I didn't like the first movie out this double feature kind of thing. So, Part one? Ho- yeah, ho- hopefully this one is better. I see there's a lot of action in it. So, uh, what, did you read cool. the books? No, I did not read the books at all. Um, That's a very important part of it as to why you weren't pleased with the Mockingjay Part 1. In in the book, everything takes off towards the second part, 
because everything comes to a climax. And the first part is pretty drab. Nothing too major happens, and whatever does happen isn't too suspenseful. So that's why the first part of the, the part one was so drabby. But this one, I can honestly say that my interpretation after reading the story and watching them run through the Capitol uh, is accurate. That's exactly how I pictured it is in my head when I was reading the story. So I think they did a really good job with this one. It's just interesting. It's always interesting when you're having the translation of, of a story of, of a book on on the big screen, especially when you care so much about it. So let's see how they go. I mean, still, so still, far. still yet. Um, if you're making a movie, your um your thought process should be what will make the most sense to make a movie. They should have made this movie a three-hour movie and just kept it one movie alone instead of breaking up in two parts. The first part, really, what happened in the Mark and Jay part one? She cried for two hours, and that's it? And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I, well, I waste my money and watch this? And then the second one, what you could <laughs> do is put a little bit of first one into the second one and be like, all right, you start off like in the first half an hour. She's crying her heart out. I'm like, all right, no problem. You cry your heart out. It's been a rough time. And then the next hour and a half or even two hours, be like, all right, we're starting to ramp up a little bit and go from there instead of now this movie's going to be nothing but action. And it's like, yeah, so action-topia. Awesome. Mm. Well, okay. So especially with this movie in particular, um, you got to remember that in this day and age, Hollywood is going to try to milk everything they can. Look what they did with Lord of the Rings, the last series that they put out. The Hobbit was only a 300-page book. And look how many movies they made out of it. They made one movie out of just a gigantic war that happens in not so many pages in the story. So it's, unfortunately, they're they, they milking it as much as possible. They were already slated to come out with a fourth movie just to try to drive people with money. So they weren't going into the third movie with all that intent to make it a great film because they already had the fourth lined up. They were, they were thinking so far ahead that they lost sight of what that was right in front of them. And it, we all suffered for it because, like you said, that third movie was drab and it felt like a waste of time. And the whole time you're waiting for something to happen that never arrives. And now you're supposed to get it all now, which is, I mean, look, they, they turned the Twilight series, same thing. The three book series until four movies and lord knows what they're expecting to do now the harry potter series same thing and they're even they're even making a spin-off series off of harry potter based off of whatever and now jk rowling's gonna be making writing stories about things to make more movies about the harry potter universe so well, unfortunately money talks and <laughs> that's where we are She's very, very smart. Um, I hats off to J.K. Rowling. I'm just gonna say that because who else would do this kind of thing? Where it's like, all right, bet this is making a whole lot of money. Let me write some more stories <laughs> well, for you, real quick. She, she quickly became one of the most powerful women in the world and one of the richest people in the world. And her story is amazing. By the by, last week I was at Universal Studios. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, but every time I've been there, I've had nothing but fun. So she did something right. All right, yeah, she really did. All right, which leads us into another thing: um, the Batman v Superman synopsis. Um, you can look online for it. Um, it basically goes over what's going to happen in the movie. That's what synopsis does, anyway. <laughs> but um, it goes over and says, okay, the 
Batman's going to fight against Superman. And then in the background, it's going to be someone evil that comes up and they got to stop him. And I was like, oh, okay. That's kind of weird. That's a little bit. <laughs> it, it, it just sounds like there's, they're trying to put way too much into this whole um, universe right now in this first movie. I would rather them um, stretch it out just a little bit more. But who knows? Um, it might look a little better on screen. Um, synopsis is a synopsis for now. Um, but I will give it a thumbs down and just say it just bored me. Really, really bored me. Um, how about you, so Moss? We, so we're just going to discuss the synopsis right now. Yep. In terms of synopsis, I am 100% beside, behind you. Also, what's going to need to happen will need to be some some next level bad guy. It won't be just Lex Luthor. It can't be just Lex Luthor. It can't be just some crazy joker running around. It has to be something like Apocalypse, Dark Side, something something very, very earth-shattering, which kind of is, like you said, depressing because it's like they're rushing something that in the comics there was a great build-up to in the Superman versus Batman series. You understood and established it and you went with it because it felt right to do so. They're not doing that. Like you said, they're 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 jumping right into this. And first off, we need to get acquainted to Ben Affleck as Batman. That's first off. Yep. Everyone needs to get everyone needs to accept him in the driver's seat. The role of Superman, we've expected it. We we're seeing it. He was already he already had his Man of Steel movie come out. So we see that. But Batman has always been so much more personal. People take Batman straight to the heart (laughs) they're cutthroat about their batman and rightfully so it's understandable it's it's batman and superman are you know cultural icons in american culture and not even just american culture and global so i agree to make them come together on the big screen is so rushed and they're not doing they're not doing themselves or the fans justice especially with with marvel taking off as much as it has. Well, um, hopefully, hopefully it works out well. I- I'm just scared that the whole fight between Batman and Superman will be very, very short and might maybe an hour, and then they have to fight this other big hero, and then um, interject every other um, DC character they're supposed to have in this movie. Which I'm like, all right, that's a whole lot of people that's gonna be in this one movie, and if it's only two hours, you might you might think it's like, ah, oh, my head's about to explode and. I don't know. You're gonna miss something. Yeah, yeah, not even not even just that. They may do something poorly, or we may miss something. And in their own process, things are gonna fall through the cracks. I already see that. We can already foresee that things are falling into the cracks be- just because of what they're trying to do with what time they have. And they should have set it up better. But we'll see. We'll see what role Wonder Woman plays, considering in the comics. She's all about Batman, and in the movies, in the in the animated films, she's been all about Superman. So, what role will she play? How will she play a factor? Who's she going after? Most she's gonna be the referee. Superman. Forget that. But, <laughs> she, could put, she could put a referee um, suit on and be like, "All right, guys, fight." <laughs> <laughs> well, what what fight really is going to go on unless 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 Batman really pulls out some kryptonite? Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful. I can only be hopeful, especially when you have such titans facing off in a way that you and I and so many others have been dreaming of. Definitely. And I don't want DC to fall so far behind Marvel. I'm a Marvel fan all the way, but I, I love and respect DC to the max. And I want to see them do well as well. It's not about 
snubbing out your opponent for me. Mm -hmm. It's about setting a standard so that your rival can meet it so that you can exceed standards. And if, if DC doesn't deliver with this, what are they going to do? Unite the, unite the what? Unite the seven my ass. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it works out well. Um, which leads into our last um, topic for today, which is the licensing expo that just happened. Um, it went from June 9th to 11th this year. It's the 35th of the of the expo um, that came out. Um, it looks pretty cool. Um, I wish I was there. It was in uh, Mandalay Bay in um, Las Vegas. Vegas. It was this. Uh, it looks amazing. Um, I'll start for this one. Um, the first thing I saw there was a full look at the three bat on um, three Batman, <laughs> three costumes of the big three. Um, in there, you have Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman. I especially like the Batman costume just because you get the full view of it. Because um, I saw the whole uh, Superman costume, I was like, all right, it's a little brighter. Um, the Wonder Woman costume, I'm starting to like it a little bit more. Um, when I first saw it, I thought it was kind of weird looking, and I was like, eh, Gal Gadot in the, in the costume is kind of weird, but then they had the whole um, mannequin there. I was like, all right, it might work. And I'll, I'll wait till the movie and, and hold my reservations for now. With the Batman suit, it just looked amazing. I was like, all right, this is definitely amazing. And just thinking about what Kevin Smith said back when he first saw the Batman suit, I was like, all right, I agree with you, Kevin Smith. It's definitely different from anything that's been on the TV TV screen or movie screen so far. So I'm definitely enjoying that. What was your thoughts on the, the three costumes that you saw on the website? I agree with you wholeheartedly. These characters are transcending with every costume change. And with Wonder Woman, they have the virtue of not so much being out there, especially not in the big screen uh, that hasn't been out in so many years. Mm -hmm that they have the, the freedom to indulge and do it well without so many prejudices. Superman, Superman is Superman and Batman are clearly much harder to do based off of what their precedent says. And the last Man of Steel movie and replicating that look, I think is a was a good look for them. It, it looked amazing. It's very, very much imposing and it's it's much more adult. He's not wearing, you know, a red diaper. Yeah. <laughs> so he looks much better in that style. And for Batman, same thing. You know, how many times did they get it right before they finally removed the nipples off of Batman? Because, you know, yeah, that was he needed nipples. <laughs> yeah. And this one just his it, it looks more real. Like the the pre the previous Batmans had a much more still mythical style to the costume. This one looks so much more real life and so much more in your face. And let's see. I mean, that suit alone makes you look amazing. Whether Ben Affleck was in shape for it or not. Look at the muscles on that thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and just to know <laughs> that Ben Affleck is definitely going to be, it, it's going to definitely fill that um, costume out. Because that, that dude's a big boy now. It's crazy, 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 crazy. No yeah, more Daredevil shape. put on the weight for it. After the whole town, he became a big bodybuilder. I'm like, all right, this is my Batman. Okay, I like to see this. I could see him taking on Henry Cavill and possibly giving a run for his money. Um, all right, cool. Um, so this goes into the Batmobile that they actually showed in this licensing expo also. Um, they showed the inside of it, which is kind of cool. I never saw the inside before. So being able to see the inside was definitely a great thing to see. Um, you saw there's like a, a Nolan-like esque kind of thing in there which I, I enjoyed the nolan um 
Batmobile. So seeing this kind of um, have a little pieces from it and then um, basically streamline it a little bit more, it's, it looked amazing. Um, I give this a full thumbs up and it... I can't wait to see this movie and see what what the the buttons in there do because it looks amazing <laughs> and the whole joystick next to the driver's seat. I'm like, all right, what does that do? I'm trying to think. Is that for the turret in front of the of the Batmobile? Hopefully it is. If it is, then that's gonna be kind of cool to see him drive and then use his um, joystick to shoot stuff. And I, I just can't wait to see this movie. Um, what was your thoughts about it? I agree. I I think that alongside transcending the outfits and costumes along with the personalities of Batman, you have to transcend the Batmobile. It changes just like he does. And that's been such a important piece of the puzzle. It's like, it's, it can be very make or break, you know, like how much, how well the Batmobile looks and how cool, how cool it comes off. And the last few Batmobiles, especially the Christopher Nolan one, were so testosterone driven. It was mm-hmm. it was a man code overload, and this one doesn't fail to deliver. What more do you want? You got gun turrets in the front. When did Batman ever have gun turrets in the front? <laughs> you know, Never. like he's he's had weapons before, but Batman's <laughs> whether they're rubber bullets or not, you're gonna move out the way when you see those turrets. Basically. So <laughs> let's see. It it's just that was just like I got a nosebleed looking at that thing so much. It's <laughs> it's visually impressive and. Hopefully, uh, I wouldn't want to see that on the streets. It's definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. Really, it's going to be a force. Um, so, there's one more section in this licensing expo. There's a couple other posters that came out for this whole expo. It looks kind of cool. I'll let you first go, Mouse. Well, there were many, many more more to come movies coming out. Like the the Ninja Turtles movie that's coming out which I'm more than excited for the next Zoolander movie, the, the next Star Trek film, which is going to be absolutely amazing. The, the, the Power Rangers film. And then you also have what's coming that we've been talking about, which has been pretty much the theme, the Batman and Superman posters that have been put out. And I like the Superman poster where the Batman logos ripped out of it. Mm-hmm way more than I like the Batman poster with the Superman logo ripped out of it. Just because it doesn't look as appropriate. Like, who's going to really pull out a diamond as opposed to someone pulling out a streak straight across and something of a bat comes out? Mm. So, it, to me, it looks it, it looked a little bit more accurate. Of course, that doesn't necessarily mean someone couldn't have cut it out. But the these posters of what's to come is really, really exciting. And it was a great, it was a great peak before we get to see what else is coming out, and I'm genuinely excited about the coming years in films. Yeah, it definitely looks like these next couple of years will be an amazing thing. The seeing the pictures and posters from this um, expo is, is definitely a great thing to see. I enjoyed every single poster that came out. It made me re- remind myself, like, all right. It's going to be a crazy year. Um, I will become a <laughs> martyr by the time of this. And I will definitely have no cash after every single movie that comes out. And I'm so happy that I have an AMC stubs card. So I'm able to get some kind of points or uh, money back. Yeah, some so rebates, some, re- something up, back you know? from all this. Yeah, basically. And I might even think about doing the whole movie pass thing that's over here. And try to do some kind of... 
payback system where I could get money back in my pocket because otherwise I'm gonna go broke. Really, I'm gonna go broke. Um, there's so many movies <laughs> for me to watch, so many movies for review, and is this gonna look awesome? The one thing I'm looking forward to is a movie called Zootopia. It's it's basically a movie where there's only animals and no human beings, and all the yeah. animals stand uh, upright. Yes. And they wear clothes and stuff. So, and Jason Bateman's doing the the voice of the fox. So I can't wait to see that one and and figure out how 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 things are going to actually go with that movie. So it's just it's going to be a great couple of years coming up. Now, quick question for you: uh-huh. Seeing what's all come out in terms of this licensing expo, what's stopping us from making a trip out next year? Oh, let's see. Trip out next year? Who knows? Um. I just forgot You'll what... have the free time. Spoiler alert, guys. D's about to graduate, so he's gonna free up a lot of time. We can do we can make this happen. Anyone else wanna come down? You let us know. We'll get a listing together. We can really do this. Yeah, um we'll go figure out um a t- um, how much it'll cost and um exactly where it'll be um next year. Hopefully it's still in Vegas. That'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> that's a great excuse to go to Vegas. I mean, I don't need many excuses to go to Vegas, but that's one fantastic one. Yes, it definitely is. Um so yeah, we'll see exactly what happens and when it will happen next year. It should happen around the same time. Um um the year before that, 2014, it happened around June um seventeenth to the nineteenth, I believe. So it depends on which week it happens. Uh I'll figure it out. But yeah, we should be there. Should be there. Well, um, that's the end of our show. Um, you can find us on social media at um, bringonreviews.com uh, for movie reviews, um, for different trailers, even this podcast here. You can email us at bringonreviews at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, all at Bring On Reviews. And um, you can find us on Twitter at Bring On Reviews. Um, use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for all your questions you might have for us. We're also on iTunes um, at Bring On Reviews. Make sure you subscribe and tell your friends and listen to us if you can. Um, Moss, um, where can they find you on social media? On Twitter, you can find me at GoliathNYC. And on Instagram, you can find me at Defiant underscore Moss. Awesome, man. Um, you can find me on, on Instagram and Twitter at Dwight NC. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. And um, we catch you reviewers next time. Take care, guys. Boom. Bon.